You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christians from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we're going to continue from where we stopped yesterday. And yesterday was lambano, meaning to take hold of, to receive, to lay hold on. We explained that receive there because the Bible says, believe you receive in Mark 11, 24. Believe you receive and you will have it. So we explained that lambano there means to seize it's a very active term it's not passive it's not passive like some people think or oh, just sit back and i'll just receive no you actually take hold of it you seize it and so we're going to continue from there and we're going to talk about your senses now your senses are some of the most amazing things that god made i mean your senses sense of smell touch taste hearing sight i mean it's amazing it's how you interact with your world how do you know if something is cold if you don't touch it or if you don't feel it do you get how will you see what you're doing if you have no sight how will you hear and maybe avoid oncoming traffic that you did not see there are so many advantages of having senses for the earth god designed senses however we have found out that when it comes to faith walking in faith your senses are your biggest enemy actually in fact there's a quote i love so much it says that the devil doesn't fight you anywhere else but your senses his battle with you is in your senses that is where the war rages the war is in your mind you see that because your senses on their own are nothing but then they work in conjunction with your mind what do they do your senses collect information so your eyes they what collect information they see things your ears also recognize sounds now notice that these things when they collect this information it is not till it reaches the brain and the brain makes sense of it that you don't know oh a car is coming i should shift or ah, this smell looks like there's fire somewhere i should run right that's what the senses do right but the truth about it is that we are not designed to live off our senses we're not designed to function as people who are just sense ruled or sense driven because senses just mean that it's only what of the earth that you you see for example what you can taste touch handle anything beyond that is not real to you if you're a sense person and so look at this verse of scripture second Corinthians 5 verse 6 to 7 this is a verse that destroys the camel's back of senses so we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body we are absent from the lord for we walk by faith not by sight so look at this we are confident knowing that while we are at home in the body we are what absent from the lord now says for we walk by faith not by sight in other words if you look in the natural you will not see anything that says we are absent from the lord right but he says by faith is how we walk in other words god says it so we believe it we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith in what God said, not by sight. Because we're not designed to live of our senses, right? Even in the temptation. Because what's the temptation? Temptation is an assault on your senses. If you think about it, temptation will usually involve your mind. And the information is collected through your senses, right? You cannot be tempted by what you never saw, or what you never smelt, or what you never experienced, right? Like, you can't be tempted by porn you never watched. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if you don't watch porn in general, ever... And you're just so, oh my goodness, I, I'm just tempted by porn. No, you have to have seen pornography or seen sexual content or a sexual movie or something to spoil you to want to delve, is it delve, dive into more of that pornography. So that's the point we're trying to make that your senses are actually temptation because your senses are wired to the natural. Your senses are wired to the world around you. But there's a reality beyond our senses. Just like what Paul said, that we know that when we are absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. There's a reality beyond your senses, beyond what you can see, touch, taste, smell 
smell handle there's a reality way beyond that and your senses can never access that reality in fact that reality only access it by your spirit and by god's word it's your mind accepting god's word that gives you access or first of all you being born again then your mind accepting that reality by god's word that gives you access to that reality think about it two plus two is equal to four that's what you learned in class in school but do you know that in the supernatural two plus two can be anything look at jesus five loaves of bread and two fish what happened we see that it multiplied it fed 5,000 men, adding women and children, probably 10,000, 15,000, 20,000. He fed all of them five loaves of bread and two fish. Which school did you go to learn that from? That's a realm higher than our normal sensual sensory realm. I seen that. So it means automatically the person who stays in the sense realm is already limited. Look at Matthew 4 verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So he was tempted to what? Make the stone to bread because he was hungry. You see that? His senses told him, Guy, you are hungry. But he said, no, I was not designed to live like this. We were designed to live by God's word. The words that proceed out of the mouth of God, that's the first thing we're designed to live by, not our senses. When man fell in Genesis, we see one thing that happened was that he realized he was naked. Do you get, it takes senses to know that you are naked. Whether he was naked spiritually or whatever, he realized he was naked. What happened? Is it that he didn't know he was naked before? Maybe it's not so obvious. But it means that this guy was so aware or conscious of what God's word said that he did not realize that nakedness, whether it was spiritual or natural. Are you seeing? that the sales realm is one of temptation where you are tempted to doubt god's word it's a place that will always try to pull you away from what god has said if you think about it the world you live in is one that i mean everyone is just well i use the word humanistic yeah, what i can see what i can touch i mean think about it for example money money is something that yes comes by trade and if you're broke find something that people need find something of value and make money but you see the same jesus comes and they ask him uh, that you have not paid your tax and he tells them says peter go and fish inside the mouth of one fish you'll see money go and pay them pay for me and you i seen that's another level dimension of this thing and it's a reality that you can experience but as long as you are sense ruled they tell you that this thing can happen by the Spirit of God. You say, ah, it cannot happen, Joe. Miracles are not, ah, ah, it's fake now. Ah, ah, what of knowledge? I bet they staged it. That's a person whose mind is debased, cannot process supernatural things or things beyond the natural sense realm. And there are many Christians who are becoming like that too. Too humanistic, too, you know, material, materialist. If it's not something I can see and touch, yeah, like Thomas. Thomas said, if I can touch, till I touch, for where I'm not believing you. That was Thomas, till I touch. Are you seeing that? And Jesus told him it's better that you actually did not see and believe. Yes. So, you see, God actually honors your faith rather than um, having to walk by sight. He honors faith. Are you seeing that? Someone said, why doesn't God just appear? One of the things that God really wants to do is he wants you to walk by faith. He wants you to believe in him. God is honored when we walk by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Everything the Bible speaks about, the reality in our spirits, the reality that is to come, is by faith you accept them. Salvation is by faith you accept it. It's not something that you figure out in quotes. No. And we've said that even the faith that got you saved came from God. Because with your natural senses, it will be very, very hard to receive salvation. It's called the foolishness of preaching i seen that so we've said again and we'll say it again the senses are the biggest enemies of faith 
Now, faith is actually how we draw from that endless reserve of God's spirit. God's spirit is in us. It is by faith, by belief, right? Remember we said that our needs are already met in Christ Jesus. The needs are met in the spirit. God, by giving us his spirit, gave us the ability to meet our needs. And so all that we ask is already available in Christ. So we are in a thanksgiving zone rather than always, Father, give me, Father, give me. You understand? Someone messaged me today and was telling me that, I mean, she was listening to some teachings and stuff. And she said that after the teachings and she realized that she already had these things, that she, her prayer point changed. It was no longer, Father, give me, Father, bless this one, Father. She started thanking God. Father, thank you because you've done this. Thank you. Her prayer point changed. And that's actually the, the work of faith and the talk of faith where you know it's already a done deal. It's a done deal. Believe you've received. I have it now. Oh, I have it now. What are you doing? You are aligning your mind to the truth of God's word. Your body and your mind are coming to alignment to the truth. The truth that is superior to the lies. What is the lie? What your senses tell you? The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. It's as serious as this. Whatever God's word say, says is true, regardless of your situation. If God's word says you are healed, then I don't care how sick you are in your body. I don't care how you are feeling you are actually healed you are fine that's the truth so you can actually get up there and say i am fine i don't need to be sick don't worry i'm fine because you actually are you are fine so once your mind first of all aligns with god's word then your body aligns you see that your body aligns you begin to take steps of faith action steps concerning god's word then you realize that things begin to happen so we've said before don't lie down like you're not feeling so well don't lie down get up and move around do you understand now you may not be able to move around too well but at least get up and start doing something a person who is not sick will not be lying down and just waiting for what to happen no the person will be active try to do some work do you get like because you are fine you're well you're actually okay you already have it the day that thing will hit you eh you realize that a lot of things will just change for you you already have it you're not waiting to be healed you're already healed you're already fine I already have healing in my spirit. So if I already have it, the Bible says, believe you receive. And the belief is what? It's a lay hold word. Seize it. You get, in other words, act it out. How do you seize that belief? How do you seize the reality that has been deposited in your spirit? You violently act it out. Do you understand? You refuse it. Some people, what kills your faith is pity. What kills the expression of your faith is pity. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah, sorry. Eh? Ah, sorry. Ah, sick. Eh? Ah, sorry. Yeah, broke. Ah, sorry. It is well. It is well. God will do it. God will not do jack. And not because God is wicked, but because God has entrusted the power and the ability to you. When the Bible says, whoever shall say to this mountain, notice that, you know, he said, first of all, have faith in God. Actually, that translation is have the good kind of faith. That's Mark 11. He now says, whoever shall say to this mountain. Now, some people, their own idea of faith is that God will do it. I believe in God. I believe in God's faithfulness. God will do it. For we are, forget that thing. God has already been faithful by giving you his spirit. It is up to you. Do you get? And there's a song that's just playing my mind. It says, uh, it's a very sweet song. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail me. As beautiful as that song is, that song is not doctrinal. And I'll explain why. Because that kind of song puts responsibility on God to do what you should do. Are you seeing that? Whoever shall say, there's a whosoever. Are you a whosoever? Yes. Shall say. Can you say yes? So it's up to you. I believe you receive. The responsibility is on you. God has done everything. 
He has done everything in his spirit. He has done it once. He didn't do it twice. So God is not come from anywhere to help. And that's, this explains why. Because we are talking about God's faith. Oh God, we thank you because you've been faithful. Oh, nobody died. No one had an accident. No. Let me tell you the truth. Why those things happen that ways? Because people have ex- expressed faith. They put their faith into action. They released the ministry of angels. You know, they believed in protection. They spoke words and took authority. So God's faithfulness is expressed in Christ Jesus, right? In the Son. It's expressed in the spirit that he gave to us. That is where the faithfulness is expressed. How is in that? So live that your couch kind of faith where you just lie back and God, yeah, God will do it. God will do, God will do what he won't do jack. He has already done everything he'll ever do for you concerning faith. He has given you his own faith. His own faith is also his own authority. Gave you his faith, gave you his authority, gave you his ability, gave you his spirit. What else do you want again? It is now up to you to exercise it. Remember we said that you have to enlarge the capacity of your heart. If there's something you never received, is that your heart cannot take it. That's just, it's not God that's keeping anything from you. It's that your heart cannot carry. That's the truth. If you want a Homer, I don't know if Homer, Homer's still in trend. But let's say you want a Homer. If you want a Homer, look, or a Toyota, the truth is that it's the same faith. Same faith, just that your heart cannot carry a Homer. Are you seeing that? You want a Samsung S8 or S20 or you want um, a Samsung A3 or something like that. The difference is just what your heart can carry. That's the truth. The moment you realize this thing, you realize that you are supposed to be in the business of building capacity, expanding the borders of your heart. I think we'll teach that in another <laughs> you know, episode. But expanding the borders of your heart. So, <laughs> When it now comes to the expression of faith, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Why? Because sight, which is actually talking about your senses, sight is always deceiving. The moment you say, I believe God for this, you are going to be fought on every single side. For example, now, your Bible says you are the righteousness of the God in Christ Jesus, right? Now, in the flesh, you come to the sin that day. You messed up. But the Bible says you are righteous. Ah, you look at the Bible. It says you are righteous. But you check yourself. You are struggling with this thing. Ah, ah. It says you are righteous. But you are struggling with this thing. At that point, because your senses are telling you, it's not you that is doing this one. It's not you that is lying. It's not you that is stealing. It's not you that is in sexual addiction. It's not you that is in this and that and that and that. Then condemnation starts to come. But it's not God that condemns you. You see that? God never condemns you. Romans 8 1 says that definitely no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. God does not condemn you. You are the one who condemns yourself. You are the enemy. You partner with the enemy to destroy yourself. So your feelings will tell you otherwise. Look, in your feelings, Bible says you are saved, for example, right? You are God's child. You are a son of God. Do you know in your feelings, most times you will not feel like that? In prayer, most times you will not feel like that. You won't feel it. But that is not how we know that is true. We know it's true because God's word says so. That's how we know. So what do we do? We begin to confess God's word. We align ourselves. It's still the same faith principle, right? We align ourselves. No, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You begin to take that word and begin to speak about yourself. You begin to align yourself. You refuse to allow shame and guilt to ride you. Of course, there's what we call godly sorrow, which leads to repentance, meaning that when you mess up, ah, Lord, I'm sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that and everything. But you, you recover from that very, very, very fast and then you move on and walk in boldness because sons of God are bold. Do you understand? Yes. That's how you express faith. Faith, not, faith is not just for things, a car, house and everything. Faith is also for what God says about you. He calls you his son, his daughter. Can you believe that? Can you walk in sonship? Can you walk in... Because sonship is not about gender. So, male and female are sons. Yes, the Bible says there's no male and female, Jew and Greek in Christ. So, definitely everybody is on the same level. We're all sons of God. Can you believe that and walk in it? Can you walk in that? Are you seeing that? There are many things that will tell you you are not a son of God. 
how can you be a son of God? You, you that are still doing this, you that are still doing that. Your senses will be telling you stuff, but you have to acknowledge, no, I am a son of God. I'm God's child, right? The Bible calls us co-laborers, co-heirs with Christ. You confess that. The enemy comes and tells you, ah, are you sure you'll make heaven? No, you quote scriptures. The Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. My citizenship is in heaven. So heaven is where I'll be. Heaven is where I'm not where I'm striving for. Heaven is where I am already. You begin to speak such words to convince your heart. So when things happen or go south, you have to learn to talk, to speak words, and convince your heart, assure your heart, persuade your heart. Do you understand? God says you are righteous. Second Corinthians 5, verse 21. He was made sin, who knew no sin, and become the righteousness of God in him. But then you look in your nat- your circumstances and you are still messing up. But Romans 6 verse 11, you take scriptures. It says, Likewise, you reckon yourself also to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, but that you should obey desires therefore. Neither yield yourself as members or instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto the Lord as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness. Are you seeing that? For sin shall have no dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Are you seeing that? So the Bible says a lot about you. You are not under the law, you are under grace. Sin shall not have dominion over you. It is true. It is God's word. There's a battle between your senses and what God's word says. And you have to fight it. Fight the good fight of faith. Are you seeing that? It's a faith fight. You have to say, no, this is what God's word said about me. I refuse to believe anything different. I refuse to believe anything contrary. God's word says that I believe it and that settles it. That's Papa Hagen, how he used to talk. He said, God's word says that I believe it and that settles it. You stand on God's word. You say, this is what the word of God says. I believe it. You understand what I'm saying? You get violent, get very aggressive. When you're walking in faith, it's an aggressive thing. Your senses are telling you stuff. For example, now, you're feeling sick in your body. Normally, we say go to the doctor just to check. And, you know, when they tell you rubbish, you can now, <laughs> I say rubbish, you can now go back and say, I don't have it. But you know, this is what the doctor's report says. But you go there and the doctor tells you, I've always said that things like a death sentence. They tell you, sorry, nothing we can do. You're going to have this case for life. You reject it. You reject it right there. No, this is nonsense. You get. But as I said, you won't be able to reject it if you've not prepared your heart, prepared your mind, if you've not fed on God's word. That confidence will not be there to reject it. But when the confidence is there, you say, no, to hell with your report, doctor. Sorry, but you don't know everything. I know my, I know a God that made this body, that makes his body alive and everything. And God, God's spirit is inside me. And God's spirit makes his body alive. And that you speak words. Are you seeing that? That's how you actually maintain your confession. So no matter what you face, you maintain that confession. You don't allow yourself to just go... You maintain the confession. You keep on saying the same thing. You don't allow yourself to say something else. Are you seeing that? <laughs> That's another episode where I'll just talk about keep saying how you should just keep talking. Keep speaking words of faith. Keep saying, I'm healed. I cannot be sick. I'm healed. I'm fine. My body is well. You're feeling weak. You're feeling tired. You can't move around. You don't complain. You don't murmur. You don't say, hey. no. Yes, you may be grown out of the pain, but you still say, yeah. You say of the Lord, no, I'm fine. You get, you maintain your confession. Are you seeing that? You maintain your confession. If you can, you get up and move around. You get, look, let me say this. When you are feeling whatever, it's not the time to just lie down and everything. You get. Now, sometimes as well, I call faith sleep. Sometimes maybe something, maybe like I always say, like Maria just comes and everything. I start feeling weak and everything. Just go and sleep, Jerry. I feel like I just sleep. I know I'm, you cannot do me nothing. You can't do me nothing. You will go. So I go and sleep. I try to make me, I'll go and sleep. I sleep. I wake up and I'm fine see that yes so you have to be the one to you know declare speak now look at how god operates when it comes to the senses romans 4 17 is written i have made you a father of many nations before him who believes or believed even god who makes alive the dead and calls things that be not as though they are what was god calling as though it was he was telling abraham that he has made him a father of nations someone who didn't have a child and at the age of 100 he could not even have sex 
Bible says that he was, you know, he considered not his own body. His body was like dead, and Sarah's womb was actually dead before he had Ishmael when he was like 70 something or 80 something. But at this point, he was actually like body was dead, he could not even perform. I'm telling you. And then that's the kind of person that God said, I made you a father of nations. God even called him Abraham, father of nations. God calls things that be not as though they are. So, what do you do in faith? You create your own reality. You align yourself to the reality in God's word. You understand? You refuse to let what people are saying. You know, because let me say, when we talk about your senses, we're talking about people who people come to say, hmm, this thing has not gone, or this growth has not gone. Are you sure this one has not happened? Hmm. Hey, you've been saying that God has supplied your needs, that you have money and everything. Look, you are broke, you are still broke. The car you've been trusting God, where is the car? All those things. People talking, so many things happening, but you have to maintain your confession. For at no point should you get frustrated to break and say the wrong thing. No. Someone put it like this that look, if you even do the wrong thing, it can still permit the body. The moment you say the wrong thing, ah, you've overridden yourself. And because you said it, it's a principle, because you said it, you know, it will happen. It, you, you just limit yourself by what you say. And you expand your world by what you say. So you have to be very, very careful. God made the world when there was nothing. He spoke what he wanted to see. He spoke. There was darkness on the earth. But God spoke. Light be. He spoke. He did not consider. The Bible says that he calls things that be not as though they were. According to him, it exists. According to God, that your scholarship exists. According to God, your healing exists. According to God, all these things are in your spirit. So you just align yourself and pull them out of your spirit. Do you understand? As you decided to walk in faith concerning something now, there are things that will come to tell you that that thing will not work out. That thing will not happen. But what you do, don't say what they are saying. The doctor said they are sick. Don't agree. Don't open your mouth and say, I am sick. That is what the enemy wants. Remember, we spoke about fear. The doctor can speak words. You are sick. And it brings words. He can use as a death sentence. Satan uses him to speak words. I don't hate doctors, but I'm just telling you, this is how, this is how things play out usually. You now say, yes, I am sick. You just by words made yourself sick. Because I say, no, I'm fine. I'm actually fine. You get, even if they want to admit you're fine, but I'm fine. I'm well. I refuse. Do you understand? You can grow into a point that when, when they say they admit, you say, no, they don't admit me anything. I'm going home. I'm fine. My doctor. You go sleep, wake up, you're fine. I seen that. So that's definitely how God creates. And God expects you to do the same. To ignore the things happening around you. Ignore the situations around you and just focus on what he says. Okay? That is the end of today's podcast episode. God bless you. Do share this with somebody. Help them to also grow in their faith. And I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. If this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.sen pst.essien. See you there.